have you all back here at Real Talk, where the conversations are raw and relevant. Uh, we're up to, gosh, the third episode of season two. It's come around so quickly. Every Tuesday, 7 a.m., make sure you set your alarm and you can listen across all the podcast formats. And don't forget to rate and review. Five stars every time, all right? Uh, I'm Katie Brown. I'm your host. And today's special guest is uh, a very special woman. Uh, not many have been through what she has been through in her off-field, on-field footy career. Um, she is a Kiwi fern. She is a proud Maldi All-Stars captain. Uh, she has also played for the Warriors in the inaugural NRLW and is now donning the Newcastle Knights jersey for the 2022 uh, NRLW Premiership. And that is Crystal Rota. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Katie. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thanks. It's so great to finally chat with you. Um, we've had some great chats over the years. Um, I first met you way back in, I think, it must have been 2018 when I started covering the NRLW and um, you were playing for the Warriors back then. But uh, to kick things off, before we get into your story and who you are on and off the footy field, we like to start things off with a fast five. And these are quick ones. I want to know your pre-game ritual. Pre-game ritual. Um, always start my day with a um, breakfast, obviously, um, which wasn't so earlier. So I always start with a breakfast, um, pack my bag, make sure that I've got everything um, in my game day kit. Um, what else do I do? Have a shower to freshen up. Um, <laughs> Check my bag again, make sure I've got everything <laughs> um, and make sure my lashes and my eyebrows are sorted. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute must. I love that. you got to make sure you're looking good on that footy field, all right? Um, all right, second one. Do you have a famous crush on a famous person? Oh, do I? Um, maybe... Channing Tatum. Oh, good pick. He's so pretty. <laughs> party trick. Oh, party trick. Um, vortex. What's that? Uh, when you spin the bottle and it does like a toilet oh. thing. Oh, you're good at that, are you? <laughs> Not a practice. Okay, after the night's premiership win, I'll make sure I have it on record. <laughs> Do you have a pet peeve? A pet what, sorry? A pet peeve, something that really annoys you. Um, yes, I do. Um, I'm a real clean freak, so just when people come into my house having stuff on their feet. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those moms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and last one, um, your first kiss. Um, first kiss, oh, goodness. Primary school. Um, Primary kiss school. on the cheek. Ooh. Kiss on the cheek. Um, yeah, that's all. I don't even remember the guy's name, but I do remember it because I remember <laughs> telling my uncle and he gave me a growling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love these fast five. There have been some great answers coming through. Um, all right. And we do like to say one word that best describes you. It is always a little tricky to pick one word, but Crystal, you've had some time. Yeah, I just, um, I picked the word resilient. Um yeah, that's a word that I feel describes um, me and my journey um, as of late. So resilient is the word for me. 
I think that's perfect. Um, and I would like to say before we get into the uh, the episode today, Workplace Law on board. And um, this is awesome because we can't make this happen without uh, a proud partnership. And Shane and Athena, the team there at workplacelaw.com.au, they can help female athletes. And I think that's really important because there's so many uh, female athletes who are out there seeking some help. And if you need help with anything professional or if there's any disputes or if you need just some some help in terms of like player contract spot sponsorships, um, Shane and Athena and the team there have your back. So you can check them out, workplacelaw.com.au. They've um, they've been really helpful with me. But Crystal, it's all about you now. And uh, 36, <laughs> whew, mature, but uh, gosh, you're still playing like you haven't skipped a beat. It's been a while since playing rugby league. You got to play some Aussie All-Stars recently. Um, away from the footy field, who are you and how do you fill your day? Um, I am a mother um, of two children. My son is 14 and my daughter is eight. Um, so I'm a full-time mum caring for my daughter. Um, the last two years, um, she hasn't really been to much school because of COVID. So I've been doing a bit of um, teaching from home, homeschooling with my daughter, um, cleaning my house, which um, is always a massive task every day, um, cleaning up after my girl who makes a mess um, constantly after I clean one. So um, yeah, then by nighttime, it's usually footy trainings. um, And yeah, early mornings, I always get up, start my morning with a workout in my little gym out the back of my shed. Uh, So yeah, that usually fills up my day as being a full-time mum. I know a lot of people think that um, it's not a job, but um, for real, it's actually a busy job. It's a busy job in your circumstance, extra busy, I should say, because um, I know a lot of mums would appreciate that being a mum is a full-time job in itself. For you, little Nikayla, um, she has probably been on an extreme roller coaster ride, having a rare a kidney disease, and, and you have been there by her side every step of the way. I can't leave out Larico either. Um, he, he's grown up to be a charming young man, and you should be extremely proud of him, which I know you are. But um, maybe give us some background on just how difficult um, the highs and lows have been with your baby girl. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's been a massive roller coaster. So um, from five weeks, um, we found out she had a kidney condition, and then um, you know she's um, been through so much since that five week um, age. She's been on dialysis. She's had multiple infusions. Um, she's you know had blood's taken on every other day. So, you know, getting pricked and prodded all the time. Um, She takes, you know, many medicines. I think at one stage she was on like 22 a day, but currently only on eight, uh, yeah, eight. So, you know, we've made a lot of progress over that time. So it's not all doom and gloom, you know, we're sort of seeing lights at the end of the tunnel when we've reached them. And then, you know, we sort of get dark again and times get hard again, but, you know, I think um, just her courage and her bravery um, to get through everything that she's got through has, you know, been a testament to the amazing little girl that she is. And um, I just always, you know, it's made me so much more grateful for life in general and everything, you know, that comes our way, um, you know, good or bad, you know, we're still grateful. And I think that's the only attitude we can have because if not, you know, life could be absolutely miserable. So, yeah, she's um, eight years old now. Um, you know, she's been through the works, but she's... Um, Back at school, which has been amazing. Um, since I've been over here, she's been on a streak of school attendance. So that must say that I'm the one that's soft and keeps her home. But um, her nana's been pretty stern with her while I've been over here in regards to um, getting her into a good routine. So 
Uh, she's back at school and she's been able to have some sort of normality with things such as um, swimming in the school swimming pool, which, you know, was never possible because she has a tube in her tummy. Um, so she's done those sorts of things, like little milestones like that since I've been gone, um, you know, are amazing to see, but also um, pretty sad for me not to be there um, and experience them alongside her. But, yeah, she's an amazing little girl and, um, you know, I could talk all day about her, but um, we haven't got that much time. But, yeah, she's she's doing well now, so very grateful. Wow, Crystal, she's amazing just like you. And can I say, the last time we spoke about her was 2019 um, and you ga- you actually told me the story. She couldn't go in the swimming pool because of that tube. And so now she's got to go in the swimming pool because she said she didn't want to yeah. be different. She didn't want to be special. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, she. Wow. Yeah, that was one thing that she... You know, she well, she loves swimming, so we'll swim at the beach. But, you know, things like not being able to swim with her schoolmates and she just had to sit on the side of the swimming pool and watch. And now she can join. So, you know, these milestones are always special and memorable. So very grateful that she can do that now. Oh, that's cool. Very, very cool. The, the little steps are sometimes the most rewarding. And for you, a lot of people, um, and I know on yourself, you put a lot of pressure on yourself and um, in past times you've questioned to continue your football career because it is extremely hard Um, and some people have questioned you on leaving your family to play football but I think it's really important to explain this to listeners and people who aren't uh, aware of your background but why is it that you keep playing football when there's so much happening outside? Um, I think this is um, my me time, um, you know, a time to express myself out on the field. Um, you know, a lot of people, I guess, get out there to sort of put on hits and, you know, make themselves feel better. Mine is more through um, just expressing myself through playing footy and also the connections that I have and I get to have um, the friendships I make, the people I meet, like yourself. Um, you know, there's so many people that I've met along um, my footy journey that have actually made the hard times easier. So um, despite, you know, the chaos that's going on at home with my daughter and everything, just having um, the people that I've met through football has been a massive blessing. And, you know, I just think um, even when I retire, just being able to still be in this space is going to be a positive thing for me to um, keep these connections and keep building connections with other people in this environment. So, yeah, it can be chaos at home, but this is my outlet and my time um, for me to to do myself um, and do something that I'm so passionate about. And not to mention how proud Michaela and Larico are of you and make you continue to play football too. <laughs> yeah, 100%. They they are so proud. And, you know, as a mother, you always endeavour to make your children proud or as a daughter, you, you know, my dad and my stepmom, I want to make them proud too for the sacrifice that they've given to look after my children for me to um, be able to chase my dream and be here and um, doing what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you look at your decorated rugby league career, is there a time or a moment that stood out for you? It's possibly be a little bit tricky to pick one. Um, I think, I think the probably the Maori All Stars in the inaugural year. Um, you know, that was a. I think I spoke to you that year as well, and it was really tough to be away from Nikayla at that time because she had just been in hospital and she. Um, had just had uh, quite a bad infection. So, you know, she had had a large large stay in hospital. So I was really anxious about leaving her. Um, and then I got across here and that was my massive worry. And then I, uh, my cousin passed away um, two days before we were about to play and I wanted to head home. 
um, to be at the funeral. So I think that year was the most memorable because of all those hard things and, you know, trials and tribulations that were happening back home. You know, we're able to win um, that game and I got the man of the match. So it was really special for myself, um, you know, and a proud moment for myself and my family um, that was sort of going through um, something really tough back home. Yeah, it's um, sport can be a beautiful thing, can't it? Um, and particularly, I'll, I'll never forget be. that sit down. Uh, that was when I I discovered a lot about you, and I feel like that's where our friendship um, built. And you trusted me, and I trusted you, and yeah, it was um, a really special moment for myself too. Um, yeah, it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, in terms of moving the women's game forward, you've been around it. Uh, since you were probably, I think it was nine years old when you started playing over there in New Zealand. Um, I was a bit older, um, oh. Katie. Uh, yeah, about, I was about, I was actually like 18. Were you? I started later, yeah. I started later in my career. Oh. I, I played netball all my life, yeah. Oh. So um, I started a bit, yeah. <laughs> so what was the... I wish I started when I was that old. Yeah, I wonder where I've gosh, here's me telling fibs on uh real talk. Uh what was the what was the tick to come across from netball into rugby league, I should ask? Um, so at school we had um the first fifteen for rugby and um I sort of wanted to give it a go and started started playing rugby at school because we didn't have league at school back then. So I just gave it a go and then I really enjoyed it. And then the same year, my uncle was coaching the local um, league team. So then I um, joined in and started playing rugby league and yeah, never looked back. Gosh. So then from <laughs> from 18, how much has that game changed? And are you proud of where the women's game's at right now? Oh, man, it's changed so much. It's changed so very much, you know. Um, and, you know, from my journey, I always think back to – um, like my first year that I played or that I was um, named in the Kiwi Fern squad and we had a camp and we stayed at, we stayed at a marae and we, you know, we ate in a wharekai and we, we prepped our own lunch. Like we made um, like ham rolls or whatever it may be. We trained down at a local school and the fields were kind of like paddocks and, um, you know, all the gear wasn't the flashiest. You know, we had a couple of balls that were, you know, quite crusty and, and old and, the hit shields was old as the hills. And then I, I compare it to now, you know, we're living in a hotel, a service hotel, and we have buffets for dinner and, you know, you, you got all the, the pro um, gears and everything's new. And it's just, it's just so much more elite, the space now and just how the females are treated. And I mean, it's still going to go a long way, but to see the growth in the, in the space that I've been in the game has been enormous. And, you know, I'm just excited for the girls in the future that are going to be, um, you know, become full-time professionals like the men. And um, that's where I'd like to see the game for, for our future females. You have such a great attitude and um, it's probably tricky to stay in this fine line of being grateful but also pushing to make sure that next generation, including yourself, get to see the change. Um, so in terms of trying to see that next step, do you in the next five to ten years truly believe that NRL will do enough to, to build this women's game? I really do hope so. I mean, we've got some good pioneers in, in the space to, you know, to make that push and to to keep the to keep guiding the game in the right direction. And um, I truly do believe if you know everyone sticks at it and um, you know with the coverage that the women's game is getting, it's going to be hard to not do that because it's growing so fast and the interest is just so massive. So 
Um, you know, if I think if everyone um, that's currently doing their job and trying to be good pioneers for the game and trying to push it and progress it forward, um, I, I think it's definitely going to happen with the next few years to become full-time professional. I really do hope so. Yeah, me too. Uh, now, Knights, you've been named a club captain. Congratulations, and please explain. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just it's just fresh. So we did, the captains were just announced yesterday. So we have a team team captain who's Romy, um, and two club captains, which is myself and Caitlin. Um, so you know, we were just sort of told that Romy will be the the team captain in regards to you know she'll run the the team out on game day and. Um, do what a team captain does um, and so being a club captain is a new thing to me I'm not actually sure but we were sort of told you know that we'll just sort of um, help Romy in that role and um, you know help share the workload as a captain you have a lot of um, media events or community stuff um, so you know we'll just sort of back her up as needed and um, yeah that's about all I know what club captain is so I'm yet to learn myself so that's about all I can share about it until I sort of start um, pulling the duty I guess. Yeah well I look forward to it hey uh, I'd also like to ask Rugby League World Cup 2022 I'm sure it's a no-brainer that your eyes are firmly set on wearing that Kiwi Ferns jumper again. Um, in terms of the work you've got to do to get there, how do you feel that your body is holding up? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, time will tell. Um, I've sort of got the mindset that I have to just take each game as it comes, even each training. Um, you know, it's still a it's still a fair way away, and we've got a whole NRLW season to get through, plus another one um, before the World Cup. So my mentality is just um, you know step by step um, in regards to how my body will um, hold up. I'm always optimistic and hopeful, and just you know trust in the process that if I keep doing the things I've been doing, um, you know that I hope to see myself there at the World Cup at the end of the year. Yeah, what an achievement that would be. Um, and just trying to worry about NRLW and then you'll go back to New Zealand um, for people who aren't aware in rugby league. Uh, you don't get to participate in State of Origin. So w you're prepared to then come back for a second season? I mean, it's a lot of travelling, isn't it? Yeah, it is a lot of travelling. And, you know, like I said, I, I sort of have to take it as it comes. And also in regards to my children, um, will depend on whether I can have that support that I have this time around. Um, it's, it's going to be a big ask to ask my stepmom and my dad to have my children pretty much the full year for me to go come back again for NRLW and then off to World Cup. So, you know, there could be some some sort of sacrifice or some give that I could potentially miss out. I, I'm unsure yet. Um, and I just have to see, you know, what pans out for my parents as well with work and, um, you know, how this kid's schooling is going. So, yeah, I'm, yeah I just have to take it... Um, day by day, just to see um, what comes up and how things pan out for me. No, we can't have an NRLW competition without you, though. <laughs> oh, I feel like um, I've, I've sort of wanted to ask and, and show the fans who you are. Um, you're an incredibly talented human being on and off the field. I would just like to ask for any inspirational advice before we wrap things up and maybe what you would tell somebody who is looking to further their rugby league career or somebody who's just looking for some advice in life? Um, in regards to footy, my journey started later on in my life and, you know, I've been able to sort of get to where I am now by just um, being persistent 
and what I wanted to do. And, you know, although obstacles may um, pop up in life, uh, you know, it's always possible to overcome them if you if you endeavour to do so. So, you know, just being persistent and consistent with training, um, you know, putting in the effort. Um, a massive thing is recovery and rehab as an athlete. You know, those things, um, I don't think I'll be playing footy at this age if I didn't look after my body how I have. I wish I had did it at a younger age. But um, once you learn how to rehab and recovery, it's just such an amazing tool to keep your body intact um, for such a physical sport. So, yeah, being persistent and consistent to chase your dreams and then also doing all the one percenters um, to enable that dream to be prolonged. That would be my advice. Awesome. And any life advice? Life advice, just be kind and be a, be a genuine person. Um, you know, I, I find they're very far and few between um, to find genuine people that are, uh, are kind um, but genuinely kind. So if I could give any advice to anyone, it would just be to be kind um, genuinely. Oh, you hit the spot. There you go. You are <laughs> one of the rawest. I love it. Thank you so much, Crystal. I really appreciate you coming on board. No worries. Hey, Katie, I must say you're looking pretty, you know, pretty buff. And yeah, hey, got the shirt. some weights. I deliberately wore the shirt. No jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Crystal. No worries. Thanks, Katie.